Welcome to episode 25 of the Countryline Songwriter Series, where you'll hear from some of the most successful artists and songwriters working in Nashville today. Country music is all about storytelling, and this is where you'll discover the stories from the people themselves of how they managed to find their way into such a competitive industry and rise to the top, what motivates and inspires them, and what they've learned along the way. Born in Wisconsin, Ashley Cook spent her time between California and Florida as a child, eventually settling in the Parkland, Florida area. She started writing original songs from a young age and found herself drawn to country as a high schooler, particularly artists like Taylor Swift, Florida Georgia Line and Rascal Flatts. Upon her high school graduation, she decided to pursue a musical career, enrolling in Nashville's Belmont University. There, she won the school's country showcase, previous winners including Brad Paisley and Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line. This helped catapult her into Nashville's country music industry after her 2019 college graduation. Cook first began building an audience through her social media in 2020, concentrating on her online following during the COVID-19 quarantine. Part of her efforts were focused on building the 615 House Collective, but she also concentrated on her own recorded work. That year, she self-released the digital singles Strangers, which was a duet with Daniel Etheridge and Chasing You. Cook then teamed up with Backblocks Music, which put out Jealous of the Sky, before releasing Sunday Morning Kinda Saturday Night, the Roman Alexander duet Between You and Me, Under and Already Drank That Beer, all leading up to the August 2021 release of the Jimmy Robbins-produced Already Drank That Beer Side A. All this activity, along with the Jimmy Allen duet, Good Goodbye, earned the attention of Big Loud, which signed Ashley Cook to a record contract and publishing deal in April of 2022. Both were co-ventures with Backblocks Music. And here we find Ashley Cook in conversation with myself, Stuart Bamford. The Countryline Songwriter Series with Ashley Cook. I never wanted to tap my brakes. I never wanted to settle down. I was always one foot out the door. I never thought about turning around. Never saw myself with a white picket fence dug into the ground. Never tell now. Never till you walked into that barn Never till we talked over that song Never till we danced till closing time Never till you proved me wrong About the kind of love you fall so hard You never hit the ground Never till Ashley, tell me about your gorgeous new collaboration with Brett Young, Never Till Now. I know you co-wrote this song with Matt Roy, who's uh, written songs for the likes of Chris Jansen, Kane Brown, Chris Young. How did this track come together? It honestly is really special. I wrote the song with Matt in the middle of the pandemic. And people think it's like, oh, who was it inspired by? But it really wasn't. It was more of a manifestation for me, like for the kind of love that I want to be in at some point down the road. So I put the song out on my first project, just my vocal on it so we didn't have Brett on it yet or anybody on on the duet feature and people seemed to love it but it wasn't until I posted a TikTok of this song that it really just blew up went viral and people just I mean 40 something thousand people watching and and using this sound to make videos on TikTok and so I was like man people seem to really love this song like let's give them another perspective on the song because it is a love song and so my producer and I were talking about who would have a really cool twist on this song a different kind of voice and Brett Young came to mind. So 
my producer gave him a call and he had already heard the song, already knew who I was and, and was like, I'm so excited to get on this song. So he came on it and it's, it's now what it is. So really, really cool. Nashville kind of friend story. Yeah. And that producer was Jimmy Robbins. Yeah. It was. Yes. He produces all of my stuff. He's wow. so incredible. What have you learned from him? Like what has he brought out in your sound? Honestly, Jimmy's one of those people who is able to communicate so well to everybody wearing different hats, right? So like if I'm in the studio and I'm like, man, this just sounds too with a margarita on a summer day and I want it to sound more like rain on a tin roof. And musicians, like, what am I supposed to do with that? But like, he's like, hey, do drop this, do this note. So he's really great with learning how to communicate to different people in different rooms and um, overall just being a good friend throughout all this because- you know, it's crazy. My life has completely changed and he's really been like a constant and been somebody that I can turn to for advice. And he's really great. You were born in Wisconsin and due to your father's job, you lived in something like 18 different homes before the age of 19. Tell me a bit about that, but also has that sort of, in a way, now set you up for a career that demands so much travel, do you think? 1000%. You know, as soon as like radio tour picked up and, and touring picked up and all that stuff, I've started to realize like, I grew up in hotels pretty much traveling around and, and, you know, rental homes and all of that stuff. Cause my dad was in corporate and I was in music since I was 11 years old. So I really have kind of always been in music and weirdly enough, you know, music has always been a constant for me through all of the moving around. And it always taught me how to be the new kid because I would, you know, go to different middle schools and high schools and homeschools and, you know, be in rooms with adults when I was a kid. And it just kind of taught me how to hold my own um, no matter what city or room I'm in. So it really, it served me well as time's gone on. And when I was younger, I might not have loved it that much because I was like always being thrown around. But now I'm like, man, I'm so thankful because it really has set me up to be able to do what I do now and, and be comfortable in that and, and have a routine, even when there's no routine, you know? And you and your sister, Jenny, who's now an actress, I believe, you, you were in a duo called The Lockets from like the age of 10. We were, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe you know that. That's so cool. Yeah, you were like the original Maddie and Tay, I think, yeah. It's crazy. We spent some time in LA and, you know, did like some of the Disney stuff and, and we're kind of involved with that. It was like a different lifetime now. Um, mm -hmm. It allowed me to have a partner in crime to learn how to navigate these rooms and navigate those stages and navigate the performances and all of that. And, and now that I'm, you know, 25 and an adult and able to be a solo artist and kind of focus on that, it's it's been really cool to kind of use those skills in this career now. So you moved to Nashville at the age of 18 and you were a Belmont graduate in communications and marketing. And by a strange twist of fate, you ended up winning the Belmont Showcase to, you know, put into context to our audience. Previous winners are people like Brad Paisley and Chris Young and Florida Georgia Line. Tell me about that experience and uh, the doors it opened for you. Oh my gosh, it was insane. You know, like we just talked about, I, I wasn't a duo when I was younger and I was in music all up to the point of college when I was 18. And mm -hmm. the four years in college, I kind of took a hiatus from any kind of music and I was kind of figuring out who I wanted to be as an adult and, and enter into like the different world. And so I studied communications and marketing and was kind of debating, do I go into a marketing job? Like was music more of like a childhood thing? Like, was that something that, you know, I'm now growing out of? I was getting offers for marketing jobs and communications jobs and I really was good at it and I loved it. So my senior year, I was like, you know, I've watched this country showcase every year since I've been a freshman, right? And there's always been, you know, Cassie Ashton and just like incredible people that have won the showcase while I've even been at Belmont. Devin Dawson, I think, performed in it and stuff too. And so I was like, man, I'm a senior. I can do this. Like, let's just do it and, you know, say that we did kind of a thing just for fun. Like, who knows if I can get in? Let's just give it a shot. Most of the people that were in the showcase years prior and had won the showcase were all music related students, whether it was like music business or songwriting or whatever it is. 
And so I was like, I'm not even in the music school. I know nobody in this like kind of political world of music at Belmont. I'm like, so I don't even know if they'll, they'll let me in. Right. Yeah. So I got in, made top four. And then I won the panel of judges is, is like industry pros in Nashville. And one of the judges is my now agent, Carrie Murphy at WME. Right. And he looked me in the eyes and was like, you know, you owe it to yourself to give it at least a year just to see what this has for you because the songs are not right, but your performing is completely right. And you're growing into who you are and you, you have this natural thing about you that you just need to give us a shot. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And you know, now I'm here. <laughs> it's crazy. It was like, that was like two and a half years ago. Class. Um, so off the back of that Belmont showcase, when then the pandemic hits and then you go to your parents' house at the time they're living in Florida and one random day, I think you jumped out of the pool, you go into one of the rooms in the house and you upload this video. It's a TikTok video of you doing the high to low challenge. And yeah. then in something like 24 hours, like a million people watch this. Even as somebody with, you know, an education in marketing, that must have been very eye opening. Down tonight, lay me by your side, lay me down tonight. it was totally unexpected. I think I was about 21 at the time, 22 at the time. I think, you know, I had this vision in my brain of what a young Nashville artist looks like, right? Because I'd been, you know, when I was a kid, I'd been around and done the thing and you play at the shows, you go to the bars, you network, you, you know, you do the in-town face-to-face personal thing and which is super special and is definitely still a thing. But I was like, what do I do? You know, I'm, I'm in Florida quarantining. I can't be in Nashville. I'm a new artist. I'm just wasting time so I download this app and I do this challenge having no expectations whatsoever and millions of people start watching it. And so with my marketing degree, I just spent the whole pandemic learning the app and learning the platform and consistently posting and trying to figure out how to go live and, and what people want to see and how they want to see it. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of has built up to now being able to understand the algorithm, understand social media more because it is this insane tool that we get to use as young artists on mm-hmm. top of now playing shows and networking and bars. We get to use that to find new eyeballs and find new ears and people that want to hear new music. So it was really cool. And, you know, weirdly God's always got a plan in my mind. And I feel like that's just the crazy thing is I never expected social media to be kind of like the catalyst to what I was doing and and the pandemic hit and something terrible made something wonderful. So Mm -hmm. it was cool. And something I have to ask you about during the pandemic yourself and a bunch of other musicians around Nashville, people like Priscilla Block and um, Abby Anderson and Alexandra Kay, who I'm just obsessed with at the minute. Uh, you guys established the 615 House and yep. you would get together and share content in an attempt to sort of grow each other's TikTok channels and whatnot. Is that the one bit of advice you would give is like, you know, maybe don't work as hard on social media as your music, but in and around there. When it comes to being a young artist in any genre, collaboration is so key. And just being open-minded, you know, I think that the days of hella competitiveness are just over. They mm-hmm. should be at least. I actually started the 615 House with one of my friends. I learned about the Hype House. If you're familiar with the Hype House out yes. in LA, yeah, yeah. Influencer House. Well, I'd seen that and I was like, man, why isn't Nashville doing this? Every, there's the TV show Nashville. People seriously care about what we're doing here. And as young artists, young songwriters. And so I called up my friend. I was like, man, we should start this thing. We should start this like collaboration house. 
we pulled all these young artists in and got a house here in Nashville and, and kind of started this, this community. And honestly, it has helped us so exponentially. And now so many of us have record deals and have major tours and have, you know, songs on the radio and all this stuff. And I think a lot of that is because there is this cross collaboration that's happening with TikTok. You see, or just social media, you see people all the time, like, you know, oh my gosh, my favorite person from Nebraska is now my favorite person from New York. And it's, people get so invested and so they love it so much. So I would say my biggest piece of advice to any young artists is just get out there and collaborate and meet people and just constantly get your face out there, get your name out there and make sure the music is right as well. But you can do both. You can, mm -hmm. you can definitely multitask and, you know, now's the time to do it when you're young and when you're able to put the work in, put the time in, just get out there, just constantly go out and meet people and, and make videos and collaborate and just constantly be, you know, everywhere that you can be. And the first single you released, Jealous of the Sky, you wrote this song about your best friend, Adam, who died of cancer when I think you were 18. And that's another song that really found an audience and really resonated with people online, didn't it? Absolutely. You get to be blue and gray. You don't mind the season change. You can shine all the time like it's just another day. Let the rain really cool that that was the first one I'd been on TikTok and social media for a couple of years you know doing live streams and whatever and I met my now manager Rakaia Marshall and she was like hey you have such an incredible voice and you have such an incredible presence and you have people that care about what you want to say but you have to give them something worth listening to I wrote Jealous of the Sky with my friend Bridget Tatum who also wrote She's Country for Jason Aldean and it was just one of those weird full circle moments because I had never written about my friend passing away and it's still the only song I've ever written about it loss is a universal hurt it's something that we all can understand and that song kind of just encompassed all of that and people seem to find it and and that's the whole goal of what I'm doing right is I want to give people something they can feel understood by yeah I want to ask you about your collaboration with Jimmy Allen good goodbye because I love that song and you wrote it with Blake Pendergrass who I think has written my favorite song on Morgan Wallen's Dangerous album 865 tell me a bit about that uh, writing the song and how the collaboration happened but if we Let's just say we make it a good goodbye love before the last time. Wrap me in your arms like we never grew apart. Come and kiss my lips, take me back to when you were all my heart was chasing. If we're gonna say it, make it a good goodbye. So that was the first song that Blake and I wrote together. Um, and now we're signed to the same publishing company. And it was before either one of us had deals. So we were just in his apartment, just like hanging out on in his living room. Actually, his girlfriend and I were sorority sisters in college. You know, Nashville is just so many little twists and turns. Um, but we came up with that song together and, you know, thought it was really cool. But it's it's weird too, as time goes on, you, you never know which songs are going to be like the ones that like happen or ones that are like, you know, the big thing. And my manager and I were like, man, this could be a really cool duet too. And so Jimmy Allen came in and recorded it and he added a lot to that song too. And it's been really cool now to just really kind of grow a friendship with Jimmy, seeing how his career just completely exploded mm -hmm. in so many different ways. Um, it's been really cool. You know, he, he came and surprised people at the Spotify house here for CMA Fest and sang the song with me. And um, it's been really, really cool to just get to kind of grow with him and, and have him a part of the journey as well.
There's a real theatrical quality to your songwriting. When you're, you know, penning songs, even at that early stage, do you have an, an eye towards how this is going to translate to the stage? You know, I think now more than ever, yes, just because I just got the Cole Swindell direct support slot and um, I've been on tour with Brett Young and Jordan Davis and it's been a really, really, and Cole I went on tour with before too. Um, I feel like I was crash course writing and then all of a sudden I was just like on tour, right? And so when I was crash course in writing, I was really just in the rooms writing whatever needed to be written in the room that day, right? Just whatever came came to mind, whatever the idea needed. But after being on the road and knowing that that's just such a massive part of what we do in music, it's definitely in my mind like I, I have a right here today in a couple hours and I'm like immediately thinking like, what does my set need? You know, like what do we need to fill the spots here? And that's kind of a different world and a, a different hat to put on, um, which is fun to experiment with, but it's just, you know, I'm still a young artist and so learning and growing kind of how to not force certain songs in a room, but also know kind of like, hey, this is what I'm going to cut if we're going to cut anything. So if y'all want to get a cut, let's write something like this, you know? Those names you mentioned there, the Brett Young, Cole Swindell, the Jordan Davis, those touring experiences, what did you take away from those? I think the one thing about country music that I love is that everybody's a family and you really can't win. Even if you're the most talented person on the planet, it's tough to win unless you're just a good person and you're, and you're just friends with everybody. So it's really cool to see people like Jordan and Cole and Brett win because they are just such good people. I get to learn from them. You know, I mean, the first tour I ever was on, like major tour was Cole Swindell. And he treated us like we were a co-headliner and I was the first of three, right? Which is like, you know, typically you hear first of three gets kind of shoved in a closet and whatever. And Cole was, you know, constantly bringing us after show food and just being so welcoming. And his whole team and I are like texting each other every single day. And we're all such good friends. And Brett's ego is non-existent. He literally came out to sing Never Tell Now during my set for his headlining show. So Jordan, same thing. You know, we, we hung out on this bus multiple times, taking multiple tequila shots and just like giving me the best advice about how to keep a level head and all of this. Um, so it's really cool. I mean, I feel like I have, you know, three new big brothers in a lot of ways and they're, they're just really fun. And um, I'm pumped to go back out with Cole because, you know, his like kind of catchphrase every night before they go out is win the night. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me a lot because even though he's, you know, Cole Swindell and he has so many hits and, you know, his entire set is just people singing along back to him. He still wants to win the night and, and win them over. Um, and that's something that I learned big time from him. So definitely a bunch of different lessons from everybody. The Countryline Songwriter Series with Ashley Cook. More episodes from this series are available on the Countryline app and website or just search for the Countryline Songwriter Series wherever you normally get your podcasts.